And so we're glad that you're once again with us here tonight. So let's stand to our feet and let's read Ruth here tonight. Ruth chapter 1 and in verse 1. And uh, we will begin tonight. I got a twofold thought tonight in the midst of, of what we want to preach tonight. And, uh, and Ruth, which has the name of this book, uh, can be saved tonight. And she did get saved in the midst of a country and a nation and a world that seemed to be unsavable. And so we're glad today that God saved then and God can save tonight as well. Let's read one verse tonight and then we will move forward. Verse 1, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judea went to sojourn in the country of Moab he and his wife and his two sons. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we humbly come to you asking for the help of the Lord. We pray, Father, that you'd anoint us with your spirit. Pray, God, that you'd humble us tonight. God, I pray that you would take out of us everything that's evil, everything that's wrong, everything that's indifferent. God, empty us tonight of ourselves and then fill us with your spirit. I pray tonight, Lord, use us for the glory of God. God, help us to understand the Scripture, make it very clear and very plain. And God, help us tonight, God, to preach with the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost of God. Father, we're not interested tonight in what I even think, how I even feel. Tonight, not in the abilities of man or the capabilities of man, but, Lord, we're interested in God. We're interested in the Word of God. Father, we pray tonight, God, that you give us the ears to hear and the hearts to receive. God, we'll be changed for the glory of God. Again, thank you, Lord, for this morning and all that was here. And we again thank you tonight and all that you've gathered here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. So I guess you would say that any time on the news, if you watch the news, and I know probably tonight you'll probably have a conflict on what news to watch, whether it's an ABC, NBC, CBS, Maybe it's a Fox, maybe it's CNN, maybe it's M-N-S-C-N-Q-R-S-T. Whatever it is where you get your news information, you'd probably hear across the news, for example, things like this. Uh, There was a government official or a mayor or a a governor uh, that had an illicit affair or committed adultery. You'd hear that on the news, wouldn't you? I mean, that would be common news that would go out amongst politicians. We also would hear on the news that there might have been an assassination in another nation, in another, in another place uh, uh, that there has been taking place. And so that's not unusual. We might hear on the news that there was a woman that has been raped. And uh, that is not an unusual news story. That's an awful story. It's a terrible story. But it goes on, and we'd hear it on the news. We'd also hear uh, that there was somebody who, who killed uh, somebody else and cut them up into pieces. Uh, we've heard that. We've heard that on the news from time to time. And, and so we also may have heard how somebody would have uh, stole some money from their mother. You know, that's an awful thing, but you hear that on the news as well. You hear things such as that there was a party. And at the party, there was men that took these girls that were at that party and they kidnapped them. 
and they took them as their own wives. That's horrible. But the news of the world today would be talking about that. Uh, you may have heard that there was that one who killed 69 brothers or family members. That's awful, isn't it? That's a lot of members to be killing. We find there, maybe on the news, you might hear that the courts are allowing crimes. They are allowing crimes to take place. They're, they're not against it. They're, they're saying okay to it. They're turning their head against it. They're, they're closing their eyes, and there's no repercussions of that. We find also on the news that you might hear someone say, boy, the highways are just unsafe to drive on. There's things that are taking place out there that's just scary. You might hear on the news that people are hating one another, that nations against nation, that people out there are not together, that they're against one another. You might even hear on the news about homosexuality, how men want to be with men tonight, which is an abomination unto God. We find you might hear on the news as well that a child that was kicked out of his home because the other siblings heard and found out that that child was born out of wedlock and not to their father. And we find, also you might find, that giving their children over to sex. Here on the news, how awful that is. And you might even find how somebody who is killing someone, and somebody would celebrate that. Somebody would say, blessed are they. You know, tonight, could that be in our news? Could that be part of what we hear in 2023? And tonight, it wouldn't be any different tonight as we heard those things and we do hear those type of things, that this is the type and the land and the place where Ruth lived. Do you know all that I describe for you is in Judges? And the Bible says in verse 1, Now and it came to pass in the days when the Judges ruled. So what I just described to you, what I just said to you in overall picture is what's taking place in the book of Judges, in the very time of Ruth. So don't tell me tonight that the times are too bad. Don't tell me that the times are too wicked. Don't tell me the times are too, too dangerous tonight to serve God or to live for the Lord, to be saved, or to turn to Jesus and serve Him with all your life tonight. And so we find in the midst of that tonight, the Bible says, number one, the days when the man rules. The day when man rules. And I want to preach tonight America in the Bible. I want to preach as well tonight at the same time that this was the land that Ruth lived in. This is the times that Ruth lived in. And in that tonight, I want to, as we give a foundation of Ruth tonight in the book of Ruth and the, under the circumstances in which she would have gotten saved, under the circumstances in which she might have turned unto the Lord, I believe that it would be greater of an importance to us and even we would appreciate it in a greater way tonight if we would really know what was really taking place during that period of time. You know, tonight in 2023 and all the things that we just spoke of about what might be on the news tonight, we would say and agree that that could be here in America. It could tonight take place, and I would say tonight that it is taking place. 
But I want to also say tonight that in America, in the Bible, and I know many people say tonight that America's not in the Bible. That many people say America's not in the end times. It's not part of the end days. It's not going to be in the times of the Antichrist. And it's not going to be around. And uh, we find that the, the America is going to be taken out, going to be removed, and, and all of that tonight. I'm not talking about that type of America tonight. I'm talking about tonight America and her evilness and her wickedness tonight. We find it in the Bible. We find tonight that Judges, all through Judges tonight, is a very good example in comparison to America and the place in which we call home. Let's look at it. Number one, tonight, in the days when men rules, is sinful men controls a nation without God. The Bible says in verse 1 that when it came to pass in the days when the Judges ruled, the judges ruled. Mankind ruled. People ruled. The ruling was all about them. Man decided the future of the nation. And tonight we find in America that man is deciding the future of America. God no longer has his hand. God no longer has tonight any thought or any prayer or any consideration tonight any longer, it seems, in America. Whenever you have a president tonight, that whenever he talks about the story of Christmas and leaves out Jesus Christ, Whenever you have a president tonight who talks about God blessing of America and he forgets to God bless America. We find tonight in the way of our society and of even a democratic party tonight who in their platform God no longer exists. All I'm saying tonight is this, in our rulership of our country as it was in the days of Judges, men ruled and they controlled the nation without God. Man decides the future. And tonight the future of America is in the hands of man. Number two, it's not that decides the future, but man decides the fate. Tonight we find that the fate of America is in the hands of man. Now I know tonight that God is God and, and, and we that are Christians tonight can pray and ask God to have mercy and have, and have grace upon our country to bring forgiveness upon our evil, uh, to have some sort of long-suffering with us tonight. And God may and God may not. It depends on the Lord tonight and His way and what He desires to do according to His will. But the fact of the matter is tonight, it seems like in the things and the way they're going tonight, that our country, America, as it was the days of Israel, the ways the days of the judges tonight, that man has now decided the fate of Israel and man has decided the fate of America. We find thirdly that man has decided our failures. Today, man in America determines what sin is and what sin is not. Today, man determines what you do, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Today, it seems like the right is wrong and the wrong is right. It seems like today the good is bad and the bad is good. It seems like today they call good evil and they call evil good. We live in those days today that they decide uh, what is our failures. Now, we find that the sinful men that controlled the nation without God, there was a 12 of them in Judges. 
Their names are this tonight, Othanel, Ehud, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, Tola, Jair, Jephthah, Ibazan, Elon, Abaddon, and then Samson. And so we know Samson well, amen? But tonight there was others that led and guided for 430 years of this time and this reign of period. And it was the time that they ran without God. And we find that they are sinful men and women tonight that controlled the nation. Number two, in the days when man rules, not only did sinful man control a nation without God, but sinful man commits evil before God. It was easy for those days for men just to commit evil, and they did it before God. Look there in Judges with me now in chapter 2 and verse 11. Let's just do a little Bible study tonight concerning uh, the days when man rules uh, America in the Bible. We find in the chapter 2 and verse 11, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. I mean, they didn't hide it. Uh, they wasn't ashamed of it. Uh, they wasn't justifying it. Uh, they wasn't they saying it was somebody else's fault. Uh, they weren't doing it in dark. They weren't doing it behind closed doors. They're doing it in the sight of the Lord. Chapter 2, verse 11. Chapter 3 and verse 7. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. A friend we find in chapter 3 and verse 12. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Chapter 4 and verse 1. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. In chapter 6 and verse 1, the Bible says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. In chapter 10 and verse 6 tonight, as we once again uh, read uh, the Word of God, uh, the Bible gives a clear indication and a clear understanding tonight concerning Israel. It says, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Chapter 13 and there in verse 1, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Is it tonight in agreement with you that the children of Israel did evil? And wouldn't you agree with me tonight that all through the book of Judges, that's carrying on for 400 better years, that they've done the evil in the sight of the Lord? There was no shame. There was no regret. There was no guilt. There was no care. They did it in front. In other words, they did it in the face of God. They did it in the face of God in such proudfulness and arrogance. And friend, they find themselves tonight in a place where they just sinned and done evil. And friend, there was nothing that nobody did anything about. Nothing that anybody ever said. It was just God, here I am and I'm doing evil. Does that sound like America to you tonight? It's right in our face. They're not trying to hide it anymore. They're not trying to set it to the side. They're not even trying to excuse it anymore. They're not trying to even blame anybody. They're not even trying to, to kind of just cover it up or trying to uh, cover it over tonight. It's just they are evil. Sinful man committing sin before God. Number three, sinful men continuing in their own eyes besides God. Chapter 17 
And look in verse 6. Evil or sinful man continuing in their own eyes. Chapter 17 and verse 6. In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Chapter 19 and verse 1. And it came to pass in those days when there was no king in Israel. And chapter 21 and verse 25. In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Sinful men continually being sinful because they're right in their own eyes. The God has no difference with them. The God is not bringing any kind of difference to them. God is not bringing a change to them. A holiness and godliness and scripture and Bible and teaching and preaching and prophets are making no difference at all with this group tonight. They are continuing in sin because they're right in their own eyes. You can't tell them nothing. You can't tell them they're wrong. You can't tell them they're evil. You can't tell them they're sinful because in their eyes they're right. Tonight we find America just like that. Sinful men. Sinful men continuing in their own eyes besides God. Let me give you some examples of that tonight. Uh, disobeying God's word. Look in, look in Judges chapter 2 with me. And look in verse 2. Judges chapter 2 and verse 2. We find tonight the Bible says... You shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You should throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Wherefore, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare unto you. I'm talking about sinful men continuing in their own eyes before God, disobeying God's word. And God is saying to them in chapter 2, in verse 2, you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? What have they done? Well, look in verse 27, chapter 1, verse 27. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of the, of the Bathsheba, Bathshebas. Look there in verse 29. Neither, verse, I'm sorry, verse 28, or 29. And neither did Ephraim. Drive out the Canaanites. Look in verse 30. Neither did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kidron. Look in verse 31. Neither did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Echo, nor the inhabitants of Zidon, nor Alab, of, of Exib, and of Heba, and Achib, and of Reba. But the Bible says in verse 33, Neither did Nathaliah drive out the inhabitants of Beshemus. What's going on here? Well, I'll tell you what's going on here. The Bible says that God says that you are not to have a league with these inhabitants. And then he tells them also, look at verse 19 of chapter 1, and the Lord was with Judah. See, when God's involved, he drave out the inhabitants of the mountain. And so God's telling the people, listen, people, you have to drive out the heathen. you got to drive out the pagan. you got to drive out the people. And the reason why tonight, because they will be a thorn in your flesh and their gods will trap you. But see, the children of Israel didn't do that. And America does not do that either. Especially tonight, the so-called Christian. 
The so-called Christian tonight has been called out of this world. He's been called under the church. He has been separated unto God and dedicated to God. And the Bible would say to you and I tonight that we're not to take up the manners of the lost. To take up tonight the philosophy of the world. To take up the ideology of the ones that are sinful. And not to take up the religion of those tonight that know not God tonight. And yet you and I find ourselves in America tonight who is based upon the word of God. Who has Jesus Christ as the foundation of America. God's word tonight played a big part in the establishing of America. And those that love God tonight and our forefathers and founding fathers tonight believe in the word of God believe in Christ Jesus believe in the God of God and the Lord of Lords tonight and America was established under those premises tonight and tonight we have allowed every God all gods any gods and all the inhabitants of the gods to come around us tonight and now they're the thorn in our flesh now their gods have trapped us just like it did for Israel God said, why did you do this? Why did you do this there in that verse verse 2? He said, they shall be thorns in your sides, and the world tonight will be a thorn. And can I tell you tonight, the world is a thorn. It's a thorn. Tonight, because of our lack of obedience to God, because the churches tonight standards and its convictions tonight and the churches stand on the things of God we have compromised we have let down we have given up we have find ourselves laying down we no longer stand up seem like we're scared and afraid of the world and all of its uh, ideology and fry we're scared of all the authorities of the world about what they could say what they can do tonight and we find ourselves as the world tonight not that we overcome the world like the Bible says but we have allowed the world become a thorn and now tonight we just walk around injured we walk around as the thorn has punctured our side and on our legs and our hearts and around our bodies and it's got infected. And we limp around and move around because we ain't got no strength that says anymore because the world has been a thorn. Tonight Israel found out the world was a thorn to them because they didn't run off. They didn't come to the place where they, they drive out the enemies tonight. They've allowed them to stay home and stay in, and they became friends and family, and they become associates, and, and they became thorns. Tonight we find that the world will be trapped. The God of this world tonight is trapping the church. The God of this world tonight is bringing subtlety. He's bringing, bringing things tonight that you and I don't even have an idea what's going on. If we really knew what Washington tonight is going on in Washington, you and I tonight would probably be concerned. I don't even know. If we would know tonight what's taking place in our schools, taking place in our colleges, taking place in our businesses, taking place in a lot of churches tonight, we would be alarmed and shocked tonight of how far that we've gone. And we've been trapped. Oh, God, help us tonight. We find tonight not only the dis disobeying God's word, but we find denying God's will. 
there in Judges chapter 2 and look in verse 10. The Bible says, And also all the generations were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And tonight that's where America is. Is that there's a generation tonight, generation X or millennium or, or millenniums or tonight whatever the, 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 the last or the latest generation is tonight. I don't know their number. I don't know uh, their sign tonight. But whatever they are, there's a generation tonight that knows not God. And the only reason tonight why there's a generation in America tonight that knows not God. God is because of the denying of God's will by God's people tonight. That's the reason why. You say, what do you mean, Brother Lay? Well, I'll tell you why. Turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. And this is what the children of Israel, they read this book. They knew this book. They knew the Pentateuch tonight. Uh, they were not ignorant of the Word of God. They knew exactly what Moses has taught and what Moses has said. They even knew it from Joshua, who was speaking of Moses. In chapter 4, look in verse 6. The Bible says in, in Deuteronomy chapter six, chapter 4, verse 6, Keep therefore and do them. This is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great? Who God, who hath God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon for him. For what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law, which I set before you this day? Only take heed to thyself, and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest thou depart from the heart of all the days of thy life. But listen to this. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. And the reason why the days of judges that those people have found themselves with a generation that knows not God is because the last generation didn't teach their children about God. We find in America tonight the reason why we're in the case we are is because your mom and daddy and your grandma and your grandpa put you down and let you know about God. You say, is there more than that? Yeah, look at chapter 6 and verse 4. Chapter 6 of Deuteronomy and verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words will I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest out by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and when thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand and they shall be a frontlets before thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and upon thy gates. That's what God said to do. And they didn't do it. And judges and now there's a generation that knows not God. Now there's a generation that hates our God. A generation who hates our Bible. A generation who hates our Christ. A generation who wants to get rid of the church. A generation today that says that you and I are trouble. 
who believe against abortion and believe against homosexuality and believe against same sex tonight and believe against all these stupid crimes, all these stupid laws that are coming out. And we're saying, what's going on with America tonight? I tell you what's going on with Israel and what's going on in America tonight. That we as parents and our parents and our grandparents did not teach us about God. You say, is there more? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Chapter 4, chapter 6, think of chapter 11 of Deuteronomy. I'm just trying to make some things clear tonight of where Ruth grew up at. Chapter 11, verse 16. Chapter 11, verse 16 says, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shall shut up the heaven, and there be no rain, and the land yield not her fruit, lest you perish, perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets before that between our eyes, and you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon the gates, and that your days may be multiplied in the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers, give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. Friend, God is saying, if you'll teach your children, you'll teach your children the things of God, the things of the Word of God, it might be heaven on earth. Oh, but tonight we don't see heaven on earth. It all boils down tonight to God's people disobeying God's will. It was God's will that he be taught to the children. Are you teaching your children tonight? Can I say here thirdly tonight, not only was it disobeying God's word, denying God's will, but I noticed distorting God's way. Chapter 2 of Judges, and look in verse 11. The Bible says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. They distorted God's way. They served Balaam. Look at verse 13. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. Chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says, And they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a-whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. They said, we're not going to listen to the preachers. We're not going to listen to the prophets. We're not going to listen to God's word. We don't care what the pulpits of the day say. We don't care of the parents tonight that are raising their children in admonition and nurture of the Lord. We don't care as children that our parents want us to serve God and live for Jesus. We don't care. We're not going to even listen to that. That's where America's at. That's where the majority of people tonight is at in homes tonight. They say, we're not we're going to ignore God's leader. We're going to ignore God's law. Look at verse 17. He said, we're not going to obey the commandments of the Lord. 
We don't care what God's word says. We don't care if he says thou shalt not. We don't care if he says thou shalt. We're just going to all just come to the place where we're just going to distort God's way. And how are you going to do that? By ignoring God's leaders and by ignoring God's law. And then thirdly, by ignoring God's love. Verse 18, he said, When the Lord raised them up, judges, then the Lord was the, with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the, of the, uh, of their, of the judge. But it, for he repented the Lord because of their groanings and by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them, bowed down unto, him, unto them. They ceased not their own doings nor from their stubborn way. And you know what they said? They said, listen, we, we're going to ignore God's love because it was God's love that whenever we got in trouble, we called out to him, he come and bowed us out. He delivered us. God's grace and God's mercy. But you know what? We don't care about that. We're self-willed. We're sinful. And we are stubborn. And that's the generation of the day that we live in today. We are self-willed. We're going to do it ourselves. We are sinful and we like it that way. And we're stubborn because we're not going to listen to the law. We're not going to listen to the love. And we're not going to listen to the leader. That God has sent our way. Our parents. Our preacher. Or anyone else tonight. Do you see America? I see America. In the Bible. I see tonight a distorted God's way. I see tonight a denying God's will. I see a, I see a disobeying God's word. And then we notice tonight. A declining of God's wisdom. We see in chapter 3 tonight. Look in verse 1. Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as not known all the wars of Canaan, only that the generation of the children of Israel might know to teach them war, at least such as before knew nothing thereof, namely the five lords of the, Can of the Philistines and all the Canaanites and the Sidonians and the Hivites and dwelt in the Mount of Lebanon from Mount of, of Baer-Hermon uh, unto the inner entering of the Hamath, and they were to prove Israel by them to know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. We find that this was God's wisdom. God's wisdom was, I'm going to prove Israel. And I'm praying and hoping that they will obey my commandment. That was the wisdom. Well, they said, we just declined that. And so what they do, we look at chapter 3, verse 6. And they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to be their sons. What did they do? Oh, they just married the world. That's all. God said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show my patience and show my long-suffering towards you. And I'm going to prove you that you're going to do what's right. And you're going to do what I ask you to do. And if you do that, then things will be well. But you know what they did? They said, oh, we declined that kind of wisdom. We don't care about that. We're just going to give our children to the world. You know what Christians have done today? Your children are marrying the world. Your grandchildren are going to marry the world. Been, they grew up in church. Uh, you've been to church. Uh, maybe your mom and daddy's been to church. Maybe you come out of the church tonight and you marry somebody lost. And then you give away in your house to be married to somebody that's lost. 
and the nerve tonight the church seems like to have no standards and convictions at all it just depends you say well they just whoever they love do you think God is held and captivated by who you love it's not by who you love it's about loving him when you love him you'll marry the right one they just give their children off and now tonight we got the church this has so many worldly people in it, so many lost people in it. We can't tell the goats from the sheep. We can't tell the saved from the lost. We can't tell who's real and who's not. We don't know tonight, in the midst of the church tonight, who is serious and who is not serious because we just marry everybody. And we marry anybody. That's what Israel did. Not only did they marry the world, but then I noticed tonight, uh, they married the world. When they married the world, they took on their culture. How many do you know tonight that whenever you find somebody who goes to church and is serving the Lord and maybe wants to do something for God and meets a boy, let's say a girl, he won't meet a boy, and this boy here's a, a blonde hair, blue eye, you know, football player, a guy who seems like he has it all together, uh, but he don't really believe in God. He don't go to church. and Oh, but he promises her the world. Amen. And then she talks to the mom and daddy. And the mom and daddy says, you know what? He don't go to church. And Well, he'll come to church. And, and he, he said to me if, when we get married that he'll take me to church. And, and he'll, he'll do right. And he'll, he'll be right. And he'll stop all that stuff he's doing. And, and he'll get it all together. That's what he promised me, Mama. Daddy. That's what he said. And I just believe he's going to do that. And the mom and daddy says, oh, no, you know, he don't show himself to be saved. And he don't, he all oh, don't look like he knows God. And he don't seem to love the Lord. And, and oh, but I love him, mom and daddy. And so next thing you know, she marries the guy. And there's another one out of church. Another one out of church. They have children. And now the children that they'll grow up out of church. Out of church. They up and end up in a divorce. And now there's a broken home. And now she finds somebody else and marries him. He's done married before and got two more children. And now they got a blended family. Now life is complicated. Hey, Amen. This is how things go. And we find tonight in the midst of all that, that the culture now is what the religion, the ideology, that's what they marry. We find number two, it goes down from here. Whenever you decide that the wisdom of God is not what you want, you're going to decline it tonight. You're going to find you're going down from here. And this is where Israel started going down. Look at these things. Went down from here. Chapter 3 and verse 7. After they begin to give their children, their daughters to be wives and their sons to be, to be uh, husbands tonight, we find in verse 7, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And they forgot the Lord their God and served Balaam and the groves. Chapter 3, verse 12. The children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. The Bible says there in verse chapter 4, verse 1. And the Bible says, and the children of, e of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Look at chapter eight, verse, chapter 3, verse 8. The Bible says, therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. He sowed them. 
It's downhill, friend, when you get sold. Chapter 4, verse 2, and the Lord sold them. Man, you, you want to come to a place in your life and you want to disobey God's word and you want to deny God's will and you want to distort God's way and you want to deny or decline God's wisdom, you're on the way down. God said, I just sold them. You want to live like that? You want to be like that? And I'll tell you tonight, America has been sold. Chapter 3, verse 22. I want you to know, I want you to look at this. The Bible says, chapter 3 and verse 22. He says, and, and the half also went in after the blade, and the fat closed upon the blade so that he could draw the dagger out of his belly, and the dirt came out. That's how they handled things those days. They just ran around taking a dagger and punching it in some fat belly, and he just died. And if you read the story, you'll find that they just shut the door. They went out the park. They went out the porch. They threw, threw the parlor. They locked the door. And they just went about their way. That's what happens whenever you live a life when God says, I just sold you. Man, it's on the way down. We find that to be true. And the, but the same thing is to get killed with a dagger. But look at chapter 4 and verse 21. The Bible says, then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail in his temples and fastened it to the ground. For so was fast asleep and weary, so he died. That's how they handled things those days. Now, ain't that good? How would you like to be part of that? I'm telling you, going down from here, you get sold, the Lord sells you. Uh, Fred, you don't want to be what God wants you to be, and you discard his wisdom tonight, you're going to find things like this, daggers going inside and, and nails going in the temples. You say, that's crazy, Brother Larry. We're living in a crazy world. That type of stuff's going on tonight. We find dangerous not only is it down from here but it's dangerous from here look at chapter 6 look at verse 25 dangerous from here the bible says and it came to pass the same night that the lord said unto him take thy father's young bullock even the second bullock of seven years and throw down the altar of baal and that the father hath and cut down the grove that it was by it and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock. And he ordered the place and took the second bullock and offered burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took the ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cut down, were cast down, and the grove was cut down that was by it, and the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. They said one to another, Who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, had done this thing. And the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son, that he may die. It's dangerous from here. I mean, here was Gideon wanting to do right. Here was Gideon tonight who was living right. 
He was getting here that was standing right. I mean, he cut down, he got rid of everything that was a false god, everything that was a wrong, and built an altar for God. And what does that society do? Bring them to us, we're killing them. It's dangerous from here. When we have a nation tonight that's led and guided by man and not God, it's dangerous from here. You think it's bad now, you just hang on. It's going to get a lot worse. You ain't seen nothing yet. And tonight it's going to get so dangerous. It's going to get so terrifying tonight. I'm afraid we're going to be cleaving unto the Lord. We're going to take his Bible and put it upon us. Oh, God, keep us safe. Make it be the shield of our lives. God, we, we are just in a place we're not going to fear man. We're going to fear God. But, boy, we're living in some dangerous days. And you want to do right, and you want to be right, and you want to believe right tonight, you, they're coming for you, friend. They're coming to your address. They're coming to your text. They're coming to your email. They're coming tonight to take you out. Amen, Brother Larry. You got to make choice tonight whom you will serve. You got to make choice tonight whom you will follow. You got to make choice tonight in what Bible you will go after. You got to make choice tonight in what Lord you will surrender to. It's not going to get better. You say, our only hope is Trump. <laughs> oh, no, no, brother Larry, it ain't Trump now. It's DeSantis. Man, if DeSantis can get in there, we're headed to victory. Ah, I see. Nikki Haley, Pompeo. Man, brother Larry, come on now. Oh, the perfect ticket. Trump president. DeSantis vice president. That will punch him in the gut. Don't bank on it. When America has left God, God has sold it, it's going to get dangerous from here. Can I say here, it's going to get dumb from here. Chapter 8, verse 22. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of the Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. So they were taken over. And they came in and Gideon, his boys, they become the rule. And what did that group say? They said, man, you rule over us. I want you to be control over us. And that's exactly what this world is doing, especially America, because they're trying to get Trump in or somebody like that. And they're saying to Trump, Trump, you rule over us. Right? Man, we're done with this Biden character. We need Trump in there. Because, Trump, if you get in there, we'll just bow down to you. We'll just give it all over to you. We'll just say, oh, yeah, that's what we want. You rule over us. It's going to get dumb from here. Thank you tonight that people in Congress and people in House Representatives and people in Senates and mayors and governors and we thank you tonight that folks are in places of authority tonight that we can just say, you rule over us, you rule over us, you rule over us. That's dumb. Gideon was right. He said, 
Know the Lord rule over you. That's what we need tonight. It gets dumb from here. But then, uh, fourthly, it gets dumbfounded from here. Look at chapter 8 and verse 30. Now, this is crazy here. And Gideon had three score and ten sons. That's 70 sons. Brother Charlie, you got a lot, but you ain't got that much. For he had many wives. And his concubine that was in Shechem, she also bare him a son whose name he called Amalek. Now this is dumbfounding. Because in chapter 6, verse 24, he builds an altar unto the Lord. In chapter 6 and verse 26, he cuts down the groves. In chapter 8, verse 30, we're told he has 70 sons and many wives. And he has a girlfriend on the side. Dumbfounded. Somebody in this room explain that to me. How a man can be so, uh, seems like committed to God. It seems like so hated of sin and taking a stand and removing and adding and doing and doing this and doing that. And he tells them, listen, I, you, I'm not going to lord over you. nor my sons are lord over you. The Lord, he says all the right things and then he has that. Dumbfounded. And that's the world we live in today. Double lives. Living for the church over here. And living for the world over here. What you see is not what you get. It's never been right to have more than one wife. Ever. Wrong. And then have a girlfriend on the side. That's wicked. That's ungodly. And yet Gideon is the top guy. Under the realm of God. That's the days we live in. Preachers having girlfriends. Preachers embezzling. Preachers being married more than once. Preachers uh, going about living their lives. And, uh, you, don't, you couldn't imagine how many preachers tonight's in, in pornography. You, you wouldn't believe tonight of how many preachers tonight that say that they love God. Or let's just get off the preachers for a minute. Let's get onto the members for just a while and say, listen, how many members of churches who are deacons of churches and trustees of churches and Sunday school teachers, and they come and they play, they take up the offering, they sing the songs, and they petition, they part, they give, they're, they're in. And yet, friend, there's a side of their lives that are just filth and dirt and ugly dumbfounding. Right? Sounds like America to me. So not only do we notice that it's going down from here, dangerous from here, dumb from here, dumbfounding from here, but we notice deception from here. Chapter 9, this fellow who was born of Gideon and his concubine, his name tonight is Amalek. So Amalek in chapter 9, verses 1 through 4, uh, I ain't going to read it tonight, but he tells his mom, he said, hey, mom, he said, I, I need you to go tell everybody that I need to be the king. Mom, you know, it's what needs to happen. He's got 70 other brothers, right? But it's me. It's got to be me. I'm, I'm the one. And then in chapter 9, verse 18, the Bible says, and he rise up against my father's house this day and have slain his sons. 
three score and ten persons upon one stone, and have made Amalek the son of the maidservant, king over the men of Chicom, because he is your brother. What does he do? Well, mom couldn't get it done for him, so he kills all 70 of his brothers so that he become king. That's what's going on. That's what's going on today. You know how many brothers and sisters and family members are being killed? How many husbands are killing wives? How many wives are killing their children? How many people tonight are killing everybody, killing each other? It ain't just the cops killing people. It's the people killing cops. It's the criminals killing criminals. It's the black killing black and the white killing white and the white killing black and the black killing white. And the, and the brown involved in the killing too. It ain't just one group or one race that's killing everybody. Everybody's killing everybody. It just seems like tonight that killing is the way to go. And if you can't get your way, just kill. The life tonight has no value. So he just, because he wants to be king, he just goes and kills. Amalek, look at chapter 9 and verse 53. Chapter 9 and verse 53 says, And a certain woman cast a piece of a millstone upon Amalek's head and, all, and break his skull. Man, what a time to live in right here in Judges. And look what he says. He called hastily unto the young man, his armor bearer, and said unto him, Draw thy sword and slay me, that men say not of me. A woman slew him. And his young men thrust him through, and he died. I mean, is that racist? Is that uh, that's some kind of ist? Right? I mean, he said, listen, man, I don't, wanna, I don't want nobody to know that I died by the hand of a woman. I mean, how embarrassing that is. I was walking, all of a sudden, boom, a stone hits my head. I couldn't crack my skull. I fell, oh, shoot, man, get me out of here. I don't, want no, I don't want it to be known that a woman killed me. There's something wrong with that mind. That's the same kind of mind today. Ain't changed. It's America. America. Full of pride. Arrogancy. Full of self. Just worried about how he's going to die that he won't be known that a woman had killed him. Little did he know that over thousands of years we're still reading about it. <laughs> Look at chapter 11 and verse, and verse uh, 1. Only got two more pages left. Oh, man, I got to hurry. Now, Jephthah the Gilead was a mighty man of valor. He was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begat Jephthah. Can these people do anything right? Have you noticed that? We've been through 11 chapters of Judges, and ain't nobody anything right yet. Now, this woman has a baby outside of her marriage. So what, does the, what do they do? They cast him out. They said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Verse 2, And Gilead's wife bare his sons, and his wife grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit our father's house, for thou art the son of strange women. Now can you imagine tonight on CBS News 
that Jephthah would go up there, CBS News or even CNN, and, uh, and go up there and uh, say, hey, my family kicked me out because my mother was a harlot. What? I mean, they would have it on news. It'd be big. They would go and interview everybody. They would say, how can you do that? That's, that's not normal. That's wrong. That's evil to kick out your brother because he was born of a, of a, of a harlot. How can you say that? And they would use another ism, right? Racism. Some kind of ism in order to, to identify that guy or to identify that family and say, you're wrong. And you probably get put in jail, those people who did that. You can't treat people like that. Do they ever, I, mean, I ain't seen anything yet that they did, right? Can I say here, sixthly, they detached, it detaches from here. Look at chapter 17 and verse 1. Verses 1 through 4, I'm not going to read it tonight because of time. But uh, this woman says, uh, there in, the, in, this, in this verse, she says, that there in verse 2, or verse 3, I'm sorry. So she gives money to her son, and then, or he stole this money from his mother, and then he tells her about it. In verse 3, she said, Well, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son. So she said she dedicated this money unto the Lord. And then uh, the money is given to the son. The son takes the money, and he... Uh, builds a graven image and a molten image in verse 4, and they were in the house of Micah. Now Micah takes the money, and he said, I want a priest. So he takes his son and makes him a priest. And then he finds a Levite, as you keep reading, coming down from Bethlehem, Judea, and he buys the priest and says, okay, now you can be my priest. And then in chapter from chapter 17, verse 13, then said Micah, Now know I, the Lord, will do me good, seeing I have a Levite to my priest. Can I say that you get detached from here? That is a crazy thought tonight to think that you can have your own priest. <laughs> think that you can buy your preacher. Think tonight that when you do buy your preacher, uh, that now you can look to the Lord and say, Lord, you did me good. I bought a preacher. And that's good. Man, they're detached. Right? <laughs> that's, not, that's not how things go. Can I say here, uh, sixthly, they're depraved. It goes depraved from here. Chapter 19. Look at verse 22. It's depraved from here. So it says, And the man, the master of the house, went out unto them and said unto them, Nay, my brethren, nay, I, I pray you, do not so wickedly, seeing that this man is come into mine house, do not this folly. Behold, here is my daughter, a maiden, and, my, and his concubine. Them will I bring out now. Humble ye them, do with them what seemeth good unto you, but unto this man do not so vile thing. So here we find sodomites warning the man that came into this house. The man was, he said, this is wicked, this is folly, and this is vile. So the man said, I tell you what, I give you my daughter. He's talking to the Sodomites. What's wrong with that father? 
I give you my daughter, and I also give you that concubine. <laughs> they said, well, I don't think we want your daughter, but I guess we'll take the concubine. So they took the concubine, and after taking that concubine, and they raped her all night long, she came out and fell out at the doorstop of a man. The man picks her up, puts her on her shoulder, takes her on the way, and then takes her, and the Bible says there in verse 29, and when he was come into his house, he took a knife, laid on hold on his concubine, divided her together with her bones under 12 pieces, and sent her into all the coasts of Israel. Is that depraved or what? That men would come to your house wanting men, and then you offer your daughter. And then when they take the concubine, they abuse her all night long. And then she dies because of the abuse. And then you cut her up into 12 pieces. <laughs> Sounds like America to me. And that's what happens when man's in rule. We find that, the, that now we find, look at chapter 21, verse 16. I'm trying to get to my last page, really am. I'm at the last chapter. We find chapter 21, verse 16. The Bible says, The elders of the congregation said, How shall we do for wives, for them that remain, seeing the woman are destroyed out of Benjamin? So they don't have no wives. They say, How are we going to get wives? We need wives. So they decided uh, this is what they're going to do. Look at verse 21. And see, and behold, if the daughters of Shiloh come out to dance and dances, then come ye out of the vineyards and catch you every man his wife out of the daughters of Shiloh and go to the land of Benjamin. So what are you going to do? We're going to kidnap the girls. They're going to be dancing. They're going to have a good time. Just go kidnap a girl and call her your wife and go and take them down to Benjamin. Isn't that nice? <laughs> That's depraved. And what's even worse than that, verse 22 of this chapter, it says, And it shall be when their fathers and their brethren, talking about the girls who got kidnapped, will come to them and complain that we will say unto them, Be favorable unto them for your sakes. Because we reserve not to each man his wife in the war, for you did not give unto them at this time, for you should be guilty. They're saying, listen, it's right to do that. That's depraved. There's kidnapping going on all the time. Sex trafficking all the time. Depraved. Depraved. That's kind of a brief survey tonight of judges. That's a glimpse tonight of what America is. Israel was a nation chosen by God. It, America was a nation created by God. This is the result when man rules. When man rules government, when man rules homes, and when man rules churches, and when man rules themselves. This is where the starter Ruth is. This is how Ruth begins. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, and our eyes are closed. America. Oh, how she needs to repent. I know I said a lot tonight. 
I just pray that something tonight spoke to our hearts concerning you and where I am in America. Tonight, church, we've got to stop complaining how bad it is. We've got to stop justifying how wrong we are. We've got to stop blaming others. And we've got to stop tonight in a place tonight where we can't do and we're not going to do because this world is so bad and things are so tough and everything's so dangerous. That's no excuse tonight. That's not an excuse at all. We've got to serve God in the midst of that. I pray that you would. I pray tonight that the greatest living for God is in 2023. That you do more for God in this wicked, ungodly, perilous time. You'll win more to Christ. You'll grow more than you've ever grown. You'll be more faithful to the house of God than you've ever been. You'll be a better wife and a better husband than you've ever been. Oh, this year tonight, uh, this year uh, tonight we would decide and we would make a decision and choice that tonight we're going to be for God all the way, even though it sure looks like judges. We're going to serve God. You sing, Brother George, if you need to come, you come tonight. You come. You come. This is what Ruth had to live in. This is what Amalek had to live in. Naomi had to live in. And we think we've got it bad. Boy, I tell you, they had it. They had it tough. They had it. What a, what a history tonight. What a history. Our God reigns. Let's be dismissed tonight. Word of prayer. Now we're going to have a meeting tonight. If you that want to come to the meeting, you're sure welcome. And we're going to talk about a few things and, and uh, discuss some things. And, and uh, we want you to be there if you can. Concerning our church. Concerning some safety issues I feel like we need to address, uh, that threat hasn't gone. It's still around. And so we're going to be wise. We're going to be prudent. We're also going to be smart. Amen. And so things that we're going to do to keep ourselves safe and things that we'd like for you to do if something does take place. And then we're going to talk about this homosexual agenda that's moving across our land it's already in some churches that I know of and what this church and what this pastor is going to do concerning that and making sure that the church and I are on the same page. Amen. And so there's some few things. and So I pray that you would come tonight. Uh, Brother Robert, sure is good to see you. We missed you last week. And uh, we're glad you're here with us today. You pray.